And so why is this important to know? Well, when we have unhealed trauma, when we have these imprints that are frozen in time, our subconscious mind is constantly being triggered by images, thoughts, body sensations, emotions, and energetics that are familiar to our core traumas. And because they're familiar or they're seeking out or they're feeling into these triggers, these are the moments where we binge eat ice cream, when we go for alcohol, when we are like, I don't feel comfortable here and I don't know why, or we react a certain way, or we go to drugs, we go to alcohol, we go to Tinder, we swipe right and whatever the thing is, we get addicted to sex and all these other behaviors that don't serve us. And it's unconscious because we haven't healed the trauma. We haven't gone to the root. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What is up, everybody? How we doing today? Hope you guys are having a beautiful day. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. If this is your first time here. Welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. And if you haven't subscribed already, hit that subscribe button. It's all free on Apple. Stay on top of the episodes. We, we release them Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We have another powerful woman joining us today. Her name is Deidre Siriani. She is a TEDx speaker, accelerated evolution guide, an activator of truth and human awakening. Deidre is the founder of Radically Aligned Life and is Accelerated Evolution Guide who believes the foundation of everything comes down to living in alignment with your purpose and truth. Her work dissolves mental, emotional, and physical barriers that are pulling you out of alignment with your higher purpose and from living it fully. She supports people to reach their next level of fulfillment, joy, and success through blending their metaphysical laws and tools with the practical for accelerated results. Her mission is to make as many people up in her life to the truth of who they are and who they are meant to be. So guys, this is a great conversation. We talk about a lot of things. We pack in a lot, a lot of value in one hour and Deidre is just a wealth of knowledge. So I know you'll enjoy this. If you guys do get value, it's appreciated. Leave us a review, tag us in a screenshot on social media, Instagram, however you see fit. It's always appreciated to see that and to see that you got value. So Deidre Siriani, coming right up. Hey, we're live. Deidre, welcome to the show. How are we doing? I'm so good. So excited to be here today, Lance. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. It's uh, prime time summer right now here in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Nice and hot. It's beautiful out. How's everything going for you? You know, so I feel so in flow right now and just really grateful for grateful for the struggle, grateful for everything that has happened over the past, you know, I guess it's been five or six months of all the transitions in my life. And I'm like, ah, I can just land and be. And it's just a space of beingness right now. So I'm really grateful for all of the shifts so that I can be where I am right now. Yeah. It's great when you get to that spot because kind of when you're going through the challenges and you're going through all the things, some days it's like, is this ever going to come together? I know, right? You're like, <laughs> seriously? Didn't yeah. I do this yesterday? Are we not over this yeah. yet? <laughs> and then, and like you said, like it just kind of, like we were talking before and how everything sort of shows up at once. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, I'm ready. Like You're like, whoa, 
Yeah, exactly. And so that's how it's been feeling lately. It's every, all these big things are happening all at once. And, and I'm like, oh, and it feels super calm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a year ago or a few years ago, it would have felt like a lot, but it's just like, oh yeah, like this is just how things are and it's in flow and it's great and it's all happening. And, and this is like a belief system. I was in conversation. I I have these accountability um, messages I do with a, a friend of mine from the States every day. And we just tell each other what our intention is for the day just to kind of align and quiet the noise and to know how you want to feel and, and all of that. And, um, she sent me this message and she, it was a message. There was some struggle in the message. And I was like, Whoa, 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 your words are casting spells. Is that really the reality you want to say yes to? And, um, and, and she messaged back and she's like, Oh no, like I don't. I'm like, okay, well you're casting spells sister. <laughs> it's like deciding how you want to feel and allowing things to be easy. Cause it can be so easy to be addicted to the struggle of whatever the story is, right? Right. And if you accept it as medicine for what you need in order mm-hmm. to get to the next level, it becomes a lot better. And you know, and it's part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And and if you can embrace that, that's where the magic is. And I mean, I talk about that all the time. It's like the is is as much as those moments where the bliss, the flow is great, we know that you're gonna have to go through a something else at some point. So it's like you know, just being able to appreciate the growth because that's what it is. It's going to allow you to grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like surrendering to it. Mm. Like, okay, this is, this is one of those, one of those moments. I'm just going to surrender and just like making it a meditation almost like, okay, uncomfortable. Cool. What do I need right now? Totally. So Mm -hmm. let's go back to the beginning. How did you get into all this? Maybe walk us through what it was like for you growing up. And, okay. Uh, give us a bit of your journey. Yeah. So quite the journey, right? As we all have such a story and, and, mm-hmm. and everything is constantly unfolding. Um, so I grew up in an amazing family. I have two older brothers and um, of course they didn't want to hang out with me because I'm the annoying little sister that's like trying to keep up with them all the time. <laughs> And so growing up, I lived in an amazing family, uh, a lot of love, but also a lot of struggle, right? And a lot of old paradigm belief systems of personality. So anytime I think of personality, it's like our imprints, it's our programming, it's our struggle, it's our unhealed trauma, it's who we think we are, who we think we should be, who other people think we are, who they think we should be, right? So that's how I categorize personality. And so my parents and my family were very tied into their personality of who they had to be. And so growing up from the outside looking in, it looked like I had the perfect life. It looked like everything was great from the outside looking in. But the reality was my mom was struggling with an addiction. Uh, she's an alcoholic and that was her own struggles from, you know, I believe unhealed trauma from a young age. And so for me as a young child, you know, grade one or two, I would come home some days and I had that uncertainty of knowing if my mom would even be alive. And so naturally, um, if you're listening right now and you've grown up with someone who has an addiction or you've been in a relationship with someone, whether it's a partner or, or whatever the circumstances, you can really start to create your own personality and way of being of people pleasing of, um, you know, walking on eggshells of living a dual life. So there's your true self 
And um, so there's the true self, which is in the middle. And then there's the way that you operate um, in the world. And then there's the way you operate maybe in that relationship. So there's multiple identities that are playing out. And um, anytime we're operating in those systems, those personalities, we're exhausted. We um, not, aren't necessarily connected with who we are. And it can cause a lot of pain and separation in our life. So what happened in my childhood was I grew up living this dual life and I'd be super happy and bubbly and like friends with everyone, but I never let people get too close to me because I had a fear that they would see the truth. They would, I had a fear that they would see that I was struggling and that things weren't all always great. And I also developed this identity of pretending everything is great. So, um, you know, Lance, if you were to meet me, let's say even like seven or eight years ago, um, and you had a conversation with me and my past self, you'd be like, oh, like they're, they kind of look the same. They're related, but they're totally different because I wouldn't allow myself permission to feel anything but happiness because growing up, it wasn't safe to feel anything but happiness. So I got really good at shoving things down. And I bring this up because there's so many people who live here all the time. And, and those are the people I serve and, and I know what it's like to be there. It's very numbing. It's very disconnected. And it's like, we're playing this role all the time. So I grew up and I got really good at uh, checking things off the list. Uh, you know, get married, uh, get a job where you get a lot of external validation. I used to work in TV and radio and be a radio host. And, and I kept reaching these goals, but I, I kept asking myself, like, is this it? Is this really what like success is supposed to feel like? Is this really what love is supposed to feel like, like getting married and, and being with that one person? And what I came to realize was I had a lot of distortions, a lot of distortions around who I actually am because the personality, who I was living was not actually aligned with how I wanted to feel. The goals I was chasing, the achievements I was getting, the external validation wasn't doing anything for me and I wasn't fulfilled and happy in my marriage. And so I, I kept the facade for as long as I could. And when I say this, I mean this with a place of love to myself and anyone else who's in this space, but it's, it's from past trauma. It's from our personality. And it's not like I just woke up one day and was like, this isn't it. I have to change my life. It was years of having symptoms of disease, of disharmony, of not feeling good, of having, you know, um, extreme anxiety, even though I was in front of a lot of people every day. Um, and, 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 and really just distracting myself with work and, you know, anytime the feelings would come up, even before I intellectually knew feelings were coming up, I would be busier. And so it led me down a life of really stepping away from myself, betraying myself, saying yes when I wanted to say no, and really shoving who I was at my core down because I never had that space to be who I was. And so the symptoms came up. Our body speaks to us through manifestations of disease because our soul is actually in control. We think it's everything else, but that's not true. <laughs> and um, the wake up calls came in many ways, but my biggest wake up call was me losing a chunk of hair on the top of my head, like literally the very top of my head, a bald spot. And, um, and it was the size of a toonie. If you're from Canada, you know what it is. If you're not, well, you should look up what a toonie looks like. And <laughs> It was the universe, my universe, my body, as well as you could say spirit, universe, whatever you believe in, um, saying you can't hide the truth anymore. 
and it's time to make a change. And, um, I went to the doctor and the doctor said I would probably lose all of my hair. And, um, cause I developed an autoimmune disease and, um, I'm a, I don't talk much about this, but today I, I am a bit of a medical intuitive. I can see when things are going on in people's bodies based on not listening to what's going on in their soul. And, um, in that moment I had a choice to make. I could continue down the path I was on, which was from the outside looking in. I looked really happy, successful, had a great marriage, was doing all the things. I was inspiring a lot of people. And obviously I wasn't happy because I was manifesting a lot of discomfort, disease, depression, anxiety, losing a chunk of hair, other autoimmune diseases, even though I looked healthy from the outside looking in because my image was a big thing at that time. And, or I could choose a different path. And so when the doctor told me I was probably going to lose all my hair and that I had developed an autoimmune disease where you can lose all your hair, I decided, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to do something differently. And I chose to really dive deep into spirituality, which I think there's a lot of distortions around what people think um, spirituality is. I was in conversation with someone just before this about this and she's like, oh, spirituality, it's such a trigger word. I'm like, yeah, because it's distorted. Mm. True spirituality is listening to your spirit and honoring that and following through with it. Whereas um, people think it's about honoring a guru. It's about going to church every day, or it's about, you know, dressing a certain way and restricting yourself from having abundance or love or connection or choice, right? Where the truth is spirit, duality, spirit is inside of you and your soul. Those are together. They work together and honoring your spirit is actually doing what feels best for you mm. and not numbing or pushing down parts of yourself and stepping away from yourself and doing things because you think that you should. That is not spirituality. That is called being a human without spirit. And spirituality is also about honoring and respecting everyone else's spirit, which means not trying to manipulate people, not trying to change them, not trying to box them in and tell them how they should be, who they should be, which is all distortions from personality. So essentially my journey was getting away from personality, which is the ego. It's the hardest work to do and to step into my, my true identity, which is infinite self, which is infinite possibility, which is being fully activated in your gifts, which is releasing and healing, which is understanding universal laws and applying it to your life and, and being a true expression of that. And so I had that choice to make and I changed my life. I studied with shamans. I, you know, went down the rabbit hole. I was already working with so many different personal development uh, companies and doing all these things. I was sponsored by a big company, but the truth was they all boxed you into the company's personality. Mm -hmm. Be this way. Don't say that dress this way. Well, if this happens, this is how you should be. And I was like frustrated at no matter what I did. I was like, there's a bunch of sheep in the room and people are numbing parts of themselves. And this is not what, this is not it. This is not, this is not it. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Is this it? This is not it. And so I went down the path and I really unlocked my own gifts, which is I'm very connected to the universe and um, all of that. And, And I help other people connect with their true identity and dissolve illusions of who they are not, which is healing trauma, which is dissolving patterns, which is understanding your truth, which is honoring and understanding any dis-ease or manifestations in your life and also seeing the signs when they come so that you can take the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, long story short, I went from personality to true identity 
And I had some wake up calls and I finally listened and I ended up dissolving or stepping away from a life that never felt like my own to finally just be within myself and create a space from a, a space of authenticity and, and really be in a space of true identity. You, <laughs> do you ever, yeah, I mean, it's you, that's an amazing story. And it's one part really stands out to me that I, I'm curious about when you're on the transformation and you know that you've kind of become, you've done all the things you're transforming, you're, you know, embracing all this, but do you ever, do you ever go back sometimes? Like, do you ever find yourself going to old mindset patterns that are, you know, triggered through maybe trauma that hasn't been fully addressed? Because I'm the same, like I, you talked to me, you know, a few years ago, I'm a completely different person, but there's parts of me still that live there that I find myself dancing with going backwards sometimes. And, you know, particularly with me and you brought up addictions was, has been alcohol. That's the thing that's Mm -hmm. been for me that I've had my entire life for my parents didn't drink, but because of, you know, emotional trauma and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I think that's a thing that has allowed me to kind of escape. Mm -hmm. So what I want to ask you is, do you find yourself doing that dance back and forth or have you really fully got to the point where you don't have to go back to your old ways or do you have any toxic habits like that or any sort of addictions that you've uh, overcome? Yeah. Okay. So this is like such a good question because we're humans, right? We're humans. And like, as humans, we're like, "Mm, you know, I'm going to choose to go and make that mistake again because Mm. maybe I'm not done learning that lesson. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, um, so I feel really grateful to have ancient wisdom technology that I use within myself and with the people that I serve to actually remove the root cause of trauma, the root, the root of it. And so when we go to the root of it and we pull it out, which is essentially a big part of the work that I do, weeds don't continue to grow. Okay. So there's a lot of mindset work out there. And let me tell you, when I first got into my space and when I was more in the newbie space of developing myself, I was all about mindset and it's super powerful because yeah, you can have a shift in mindset, but the truth is if you have not gone to the root and pulled it out, just like weeds in a garden, guess what's going to happen every week. You're going to, you know, have that lawnmower and the weeds are going to come up and you're like, man, still coming up. Yeah. So if the weeds continue to come up, the question isn't whether or not, um, you know, it's, um, it's not whether or not you've done the work because there's so many different layers of work. Um, but the question is, have you done the right work that's actually removing it from the root? So I would love if it's okay to explain a little bit more about trauma because I think it's so misunderstood. Please do. I mean, yeah. this is one of the hot topics that we, we discuss and I think it's just the root of everything. Like, yeah, right. It's crazy. It blocks you from manifesting. It it causes addictions. There's so many things, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, my TEDx that I did this last year was called "Unhealed Trauma: The Root Cause of All Suffering," which is a pretty big thing to say. Yeah. But it's I truly believe, like whether it's um, in this lifetime, whether it's you know in our lineage, like it's all like cultural, like it's all all suffering comes down to unhealed trauma in some form, and so trauma. So with trauma, um, anytime we experience a trauma or we can see an imprint, so an imprint can be positive um, and a trauma usually we categorize in our minds as negative. Like, oh, that was an experience I didn't like. Whereas an imprint can be a really positive imprint. So for example, for you, if you had all this like really positive imprints in your past that said, 
amazing. You're so awesome. You're so valuable when you do this one thing. You could actually build a life based on that um, imprint and you can step away from yourself and do all these other things that are damaging, but from a place of having a strong imprint of like, Mm that felt really high. It made you feel like you got that quick hit maybe with your dad. And I'm just making this up, but maybe you had alcohol for the first time with your dad and you were like super fun. And, and he's like, Oh my gosh, like my son's so amazing. And there was all this really, really strong imprints of like, Oh, I'm the best version of myself when I'm playful. And when I'm this way, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this can be related to like work habits. This can be related to relationships. It can be related to many things. And, and they're both have the same kind of um, potency and they can have the same kind of um, duality in how we create our life. So um, a a trauma, with a trauma, we experience a moment in time that's frozen. So if we were to take this moment right now and take a picture, there would be an image, a thought, a body sensation, an emotion, and then also the energetics. And most people don't cover more than like maybe one or two of those things in different modalities. And this is why the the modalities are powerful, but they don't actually go to the root. They don't pull it out. And that's why other symptoms and self-sabotage comes up. So when we have the trauma, it's frozen in time. Our body hasn't been able to fully process it. So because we haven't been able to fully process the experience, it's stuck in us, right? Mm. And so when something becomes stuck and frozen, let's say that um, something traumatic happens, whether it's like a sexual assault or someone yells at you and you like literally just don't, you can't process it because your body didn't feel safe to, um, that image, that thought, that body sensation, that emotion, those energetics become frozen and they get stored in our subconscious mind. And so, as you know, our subconscious mind remembers everything. You can literally be asleep, right? And stuff can be going on around you and you can be totally asleep and there's ways to actually access all of the information that happened around you while you were sleeping from accessing your, your subconscious mind. So it remembers everything. Mm. And so why is this important to know? Well, when we have unhealed trauma, when we have these imprints that are frozen in time, our subconscious mind is constantly being triggered by images, thoughts, body sensations, emotions, and energetics that are familiar to our core traumas. And because they're familiar or they're seeking out or they're feeling into these triggers, these are the moments where we binge eat ice cream, when we go for alcohol, when we are like, I don't feel comfortable here and I don't know why, or we react a certain way, or we go to drugs, we go to alcohol, we go to Tinder, we swipe right and whatever the thing is, we get addicted to sex and all these other behaviors that don't serve us. And it's unconscious because we haven't healed the trauma. We haven't gone to the root. And so with that, until we've gone to the root and resolved it, completed it, our subconscious mind is constantly going to be looking for opportunities to complete it. So this can be manifesting relationships where the person is actually very much like the person that you used to be in relationship with who caused the trauma because your body, your subconscious mind is like, please, I want to complete this. I want to show up differently next time this trauma happens. So it can, it can cause you to get into these relationships that are really toxic or environments with clients, with partners, with all these different situations because you're trying to complete it or it can have you avoid anything 
even remotely similar and not show up for your life and take action or take risks. So it's like super, super funky stuff. And when we experience a trauma, so naturally we're born in a space of alignment, right? We're born, we, we look around, we're curious and we're just like, haha, playful and like doing stuff, whatever we do. Right. And, and we have the space of love and knowingness and we just, we're just in a space of curiosity. And then when the trauma happens, what happens is we actually step outside of our body. And this is why so many people are disconnected from their intuition because they're not in their body because it doesn't feel safe to be in their body. So it causes us to step away from ourselves, to self-harm, to self-sabotage and all of these other things to protect ourselves from feeling what our body, what our system didn't want us to feel to protect ourselves. So perfect example, you know, let's use deer. For example, I, when a deer is in shock and I'm just using a deer, for example, it, they can literally black out and stop feeling anything at all. Okay. So there's a lot of women and I'm just using women cause I am a woman and I've worked a lot with women in this space is you know, um, sexual trauma, many people will find, oh, I don't remember what happened. I remember the beginning and I remember the end. Were there drugs involved? Not necessarily. The reason why they don't remember is because their nervous system, their body was like, it's not safe to feel this. So we're literally going to black you out. So you don't have to, you don't have to deal with this right now. And it's a way of protecting our body. But the thing is, unless we complete it, it's going to, it's going to show up as dis-ease, disharmony, physical pain, manifestations of dis-ease and, and not showing up for our life. So as you can tell, it's like, I'm super passionate about the work, but it's like so powerful to go and, and remove it. So, uh, any questions so far, Lance? Cause I was just in explainer mode. I, I love it. Yeah. And I just, I, I, I could tell you were just in flow there. So I was like, this is gold and I'm trying to make, if you see me, I'm making notes to try if I forget, if I, <laughs> well, let's just get, like, how can somebody say you mm-hmm. just struck a chord with somebody and they're like, yeah. okay, that's great. But how do I mm-hmm. pull out that weed? Because even myself, I'm like, I've done all the work, but there's still, it's still, I go back to that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So the way to go to the root, um, and this is more of like self discovery mm. as far as going to the root. I really believe it's important to work with someone who can support you that you trust. And it's in a container because the truth is we can't do it all on our own. We can do go to a certain point of like awareness of what is the symptom? How is this showing up? I think the most important piece is to ask yourself, what is an area in my life that I'm not satisfied that I'm not getting a result that I want? And, um, so let's say it's like, oh, well relationship, you know, I keep manifesting these relationships that are toxic. Okay. Well, okay. So, um, how does this make you feel? Well, I feel, you know, sad. I feel angry. I feel disconnected. I feel frustrated, whatever it is. Okay, great. You know, how do you want to feel instead? Well, I want to feel joyful. I want to feel this. I want to feel that. Okay. So now that you know how you feel, now that you know how you want to feel, what action do you need to take in order to step away from the behavior or the addiction that you have with this cycle? Oh, well, I probably should, probably shouldn't be in this relationship. It's abusive. Or I probably should get really clear on what I want and not settle. Settling is like, basically like having a slow drip of poison in your veins every day and, and taking it. And so settling is a huge symptom of unhealed trauma. So more of like the, 
the linear way of doing this is to ask yourself, how do you feel? How do you want to feel instead? And how are you setting yourself up to feel the way that you want to feel instead and make a commitment to yourself to stop settling? And then, yeah, seeking support with someone who can like go deep with you in a few sessions and remove the trauma. Like the work that I do in one session is being compared to a decade of therapy because it's so powerful because it goes to all of those and whatever it is, it's about asking yourself first, well, what are the boundaries? Where am I now? Where do I want to go? And what is in the way? And when we can see what's in the way with our goals and how we want to feel, then when we, we can find the right people, we can find the right support system. We can do the work in order to overcome it. But the biggest gap I think for people with manifesting or creating anything that they want or releasing is they're not asking themselves what's in the way. And it could be your addiction. It could be you not having accountability. It could be you uh, settling and it could be some stuff around self-worth. It could be you not having the kind of schedule. It could be you being in the wrong environment. Environment always wins when you don't have the right support system. So cleaning that up. Do you know what I mean? Knowing yeah. who's in your inner circle and what what is their vibe? What are their stories? Because the truth is whatever people are talking about with the people that you hang out with, that becomes your reality. So really cleaning that up, you know, and I, I have a video blog on that as well that people can look at and it's on inner circle, outer circle, outer, outer circle, and how to start filtering and, and writing this stuff down and getting curious about like, how am I setting myself up for this reality that I don't want? And then once you do all that work, if, if you still need some more, then you can go and seek support for sure. Yeah, it's valuable information. It's your environment creates so much in your life, you know. I mean, yeah. it's it's amazing. And yeah, the conversations you have, the people you speak with, the people you what are they doing? I mean, it has such an influence mm-hmm. on on your behavior. And mm. it's yeah, it's it's such a it's such a fascinating thing because I think we forget. I think we think like, oh no it's where, you know, the people I'm hanging out with, it has no, nothing to do. It's not going to change me. It's just, that's how they are. I can do what I'm doing. But a lot of times, like if you have enough people doing something completely different, you're going to eventually gravitate towards that too. Yeah. I mean, and it's in like our electromagnetic field, we have fields around us, yeah. right. That go outside of our body. We are constantly exchanging energy with people. So to think that you can be around people and it not impact you is actually, it's just not true. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. will impact you on an energetic space and then your energy. Cause everything in the world is started in the energetic space. This is why when I was talking earlier to my friend this morning about your words, create your reality, that there's a vibration to your words. Like you are always casting spells of reality. Well, same thing with energy. If you're around someone who's like, has a lower frequency or is in certain things, of course you can be of service and all of that. But if you're hanging out with these people all the time, it is going to impact you whether you want to believe it or not. It's mm. just energy impacts energy totally. always. Totally. I want to talk about relationships. So okay. <laughs> there's just something I, I wrote relationship down. I'm like, I, I need to remember to talk about this because we talked about your past relationship. And mm-hmm. um, I think this is a really useful thing as well to to discuss because I sometimes people wonder and I'll speak for myself when you're on the you're on the transformation journey you're trying to build yourself you're doing these things you're doing all the things when is the right time to really intentionally well first of all when Matt trying to get into a relationship is it an intentional thing 
would you recommend like really being intentional or kind of letting things flow naturally as, as you grow, you kind of attract what you are, not what you want. Like Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that and how has it changed from when you're in your past relationship to now? Oh my gosh, this is so funny. I'm like, of course we're going to talk about relationships. Um, okay. So when I got married, it was, I married him and he is an amazing man. And I married him because I never had someone who was super consistent in my life. That was like a rock. So the consistency I was drawn to, cause I never really had that. So that was coming from a place of like wound and lack. And there were ama- a lot of amazing things about this person. However, I didn't feel like I could be myself. And people who know me are like, oh, Dee's very much herself wherever she goes. So of course it wasn't going to work, right? And of course I had to learn all those lessons in order to strengthen myself to get out of the relationship. And so that was an eight-year relationship. And so after that, I was like, oh my gosh, like dating? I don't know how to date. I've never dated before. It's like scary. Like what? Like what do people do? And so the next relationship that I got in after my marriage was very much like a fun relationship. Like, oh yeah, like let's go on this adventure. And you know, the pendulum swung in the opposite directions, which it usually does after a relationship, especially if, you know, you're like, I don't want that anymore. You you go in the opposite direction. And so I manifested someone who's the complete opposite and super fun, all these things, but like inconsistent, not trustworthy. Yeah. A lot of red flags that I didn't want to pay attention to. So I had a lot of fun with this person. And at the end I was like, very upset and angry when we broke up because I was like, I can't believe I let this person in my life. But the thing was I had to have that contrast. Right. And, And it's like, okay. So after that, I was like, I need to be single for a year. And I just came up on being single for a year and like not dating. So that's why I'm like, it's super funny that we're talking about this. And so I was like, I'm not allowed to date because I need to figure out what I want and who I am. So I went through all of these phases of like, I did the thing that a lot of us people do and we write lists of what we want and it's like pages long. And I was like, this is only the only thing I'm manifesting. And then I manifested that a couple of times and I was like, no, this isn't it. This isn't quite it. And then I went to a space of, oh no, I just want, you know, like these values. And then I was like, eh, do I want more? And then the deeper and deeper I went, I'm like, I actually don't need or want anything. And so, um, now I'm in a space of, I don't want or need anything. And it's because I'm fully complete within myself. Like there's nothing that I, there's nothing that a a man can say or do for me that is going to necessarily like change anything about my reality. So it's like, for me in this moment, I'm just like looking for someone I can like build and create and do fun things with. And of course, like there's specific values that are there, but it's very simple and it's not coming from a place of I need or I want. It's coming from a place of, okay, universe, let's see like who comes my way. And if it's a good fit, I'm just going to know it and I'm going to feel it. So going to your question. So I've been through a lot of this in the last year, just being radically honest because that's it. a big value of mine. <laughs> yeah, it's important. I mean, I think it's a lot of, it's like the elephant in the room. I think a lot of people are always wondering like, what's the right thing to do? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's can be weird too. Like dating is weird. And if something doesn't feel right, oh, this is something I want to share. I think this is so important. Um, so in the past, in my past relationships, the man I married, the guy I was with for a year and a half, and then a couple of guys I was, I started to get to know not too long ago. 
I had this nervousness feeling around them or I felt a little anxious, okay? And so I thought that was a sign that I liked them, right? But it was actually my intuition saying no. Ah. And so interestingly enough, you know, I'm 31. It took me a long time to figure that out. But the truth is so many of us are disconnected from our intuition and a lot of our programming with our personality of what we think love is, what we think attraction is, what we think connection is, all of that comes from sometimes unhealed trauma and programming. So we, we, we go for things that are actually a no for us, but we uh, fantasize that they're a yes for us. Like we make it a yes. And then later we find out, oh, it's a no. So I had a huge kind of awakening around this a couple of months ago. I was seeing this guy, not for very long, but I was like, I feel anxious around him. And I really went deeper as, cause our intuition talks to us in different ways. And it's so important to know how to map that out and understand it. And I just had this realization. I'm like, oh, it's my intuition saying no. And then I connected it back to the last two people that I've been with long-term. And I was like, oh, wow, it's a no, it's not a yes. So the best way for me to, for you to know anyone, if it's a yes or a no, is like, if you're really nervous around them or you feel anxious, it's probably your intuition saying it's a no. Oh. So um, doing that work is really big. And the next piece is, um, so it, knowing your intuition and how it speaks to you. The next piece is definitely healing some trauma and dynamics around relationships. Like really, if I didn't do that work, I would continue to manifest men who like talk down to me. And when I got out of my marriage, um, I was in like a mentally and emotionally uh, abusive relationship. So after I got out of my marriage, I literally thought I had nothing going for me. I wasn't confident. I had, I had a hard time really connecting with men because I had a lot of shame and a lot of shame and body shame and being a woman because I had a trauma when I was 19. I was raped when I was 19. So there's all this stuff just showing up. And until I was able to heal those um, core pieces around body shame, around being a woman, around um, expressing myself, around creating boundaries, I would continue to manifest those relationships. So to answer your question, um, until you've healed those things, those deeper pieces, it's probably not going to be fun to date. I mean, it'll be fun at the beginning. You're going to have these like amazing fun relationships and you're going to be like, that person's crazy or how did that happen? And it's literally, they're just a reflection of you showing you parts of yourself you need to heal. Mm -hmm. So doing the work, knowing what your values are. Most people, um, and I didn't know what my top values were for so long. Mine are truth. Cause if like, if someone's not radically honest, they're not going to be radically honest with me or them or anyone else. And then I don't know who they are. So it's just not going to work. Uh, love, like living and leading from the heart, everything that I do, even when I'm firm with people, it comes from the heart. So that's a filtering system that I use. And then the next piece is purpose and impact, which I think are basically the same thing. And so am I being purposeful? Am I really trying to make an impact here? Or how do I want to serve? And so for me, those are my top three values. So there's, maybe one that I could compromise on, which is like maybe purpose and impact, but uh, truth and love, I won't compromise on. So I think it's really important to know what your top values are, your top three to five, and ask yourself, what are you willing to compromise on? And if it's one of the top ones, um, you want to make sure that those people have similar values. Otherwise, it may not end up being what you want. Really interesting, that nervousness feeling. 
mm-hmm. because you you I think we're programmed to think that's like the butterflies, like that's the way it's supposed to be, like all like fidgety and yeah. making mistakes and oh, oh, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, they spill all over her phone or something, you know, like goofy <laughs> stuff like that. So that's like what we're taught because we see that yeah. I think in the movies and stuff, but really. Yeah it makes total sense. Like we should really, it should really feel comfortable. Like, whoa, this yeah. person's like, you don't have to do anything. You don't, you can just be, you know, there's people in your, your presence. You're like, whoa, I don't have to do anything. And I just feel complete right now. Yeah. Even friends. It's like, there's no judgment. You don't have to talk. Yeah. You're just like in their presence. It's like totally the powerful feeling. Yeah. And I think that's a really powerful intuition as well is, is just knowing that. And mm-hmm. what you said, I think that's a very valuable thing. Is that we, we we go into the that relationship or that we meet that person on a date, you know, with the Tinder or whatever the hell you choose. Yeah. And yeah, you you think that nervousness is is a good thing, but it's actually it's like a red flag popping up. Well, think about it. So when you're nervous, I know when I'm nervous, I'm like not myself. I'm I'm, I'm a weirdo. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and so think about it. If yeah. you're nervous, if you feel nervous or anxious you are not going to be yourself. You're going to try to step away from yourself, right? You're going to push parts of you down because it it literally, it's your soul. It's your body saying, I don't feel safe to truly be who I am, which is a red flag. And so you're going to continue to step away from yourself, compromise yourself. And what happens is there's so many women and men who are like, yeah, I started dating this girl and she's so cool or whatever. And then like four months later, a year later, I found out who they really were. And it's because it's like this trauma bond. It's like, it's distorted. It's not truth. You know, and that's why truth is my top value because until we wake up to the truth of who we are, radically honest with ourselves and others, we cannot actually fully experience love because it has conditions within ourselves and others. And it's, it's harming. It harms our spirit and it harms other people's spirits. And then we're not spiritual. (laughs) Yeah. It's, and it's also challenging too, because the the environments that you decide to hang out in as well you know it's, mm-hmm. it's so normal to go out and drink and go into these like toxic environments and mm-hmm. it's it's challenging to meet somebody well you know like that is kind of aligned with where you're going what you want to do you know like i mean for me it's it's been challenging where all the boxes are ticked and then i wonder am i just being am i am you know i don't want to settle i want there's certain non-negotiables for me mm-hmm. But like at the same time, it's like, is this realistic? You know, like mm-hmm. does every, every, you know what I mean? So I always go back and forth with that. And um, especially going on dating apps, that's what's kind of been challenging for me is. Don't go on the dating apps. No, they're, they're, <laughs> but, but see, that's the thing. It's like so many people have said they're good, but some people say they're bad. It's like, I'm off them now, mm-hmm. but I've tried them for sure. And yeah. it just a lot of it ends up with like just really surface level conversations. Mm-hmm. and it's kind of like and I almost have to go back to the my old self like I was working in bars for years you know athlete mm-hmm. bartender and sometimes I find myself like going back to that old person to like fit into the conversation and really I'm like yeah. I'm not even this person yet I'm I'm behaving like that person and it's that's what I was saying earlier is like it's easy for me to go backwards sometimes mm-hmm. because of the environment the people you know it's like well I was that person at one time so maybe like that person I can like you know yeah. what I mean? It's really yeah. weird. It's like, um, <laughs> so there's two, there's two like metaphors I like, I want to bring up. So it's like, 
me going back to being, you know, a size, like three sizes smaller than I am now and me trying to like shove on an old pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? You know, it's like that person. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen a commercial or a show, or maybe you've been that person. You're like trying to fit on an old pair of jeans yeah. and you're like, these have to fit. My ass used to look really good in them or they're so expensive or I, I left yeah. the person I was when I wore them. But it's like they're in old prayer jeans and you look like an idiot trying to put them on and you're not really fooling anyone and you're going to be really uncomfortable in those jeans. But okay, just the struggle is real, right? It's like you've expanded beyond that. And then it's like relationships. Like I feel like this is important too. It's when we're in in a relationship with like, uh, you know, a partner or maybe it's a business partner or an environment like the bar, whatever it is for you. And it's, it's past its expiration date. And I just want to say first up, I don't eat yogurt and I think this is gross, but it really makes me cringe. And I hope it makes everyone who's watching cringe too. So if you're in a relationship, a career, going back to old environments, trying to put an old pair of jeans that you've outgrown and it's reached its expiration date, it's like eating moldy yogurt every day and asking Mm. yourself why you feel sick. Right. And so people come to me sometimes or I see it online. People are complaining about their life, their business, their relationship, whatever. It's like, dude, you're eating moldy yogurt. Get rid of the moldy yogurt and you'll feel fine. And it's like, we have been programmed to not listen to our intuition, to try to put on an old pair of jeans because those were my golden years. It's like, were they though? Or were you just figuring yourself out and you've graduated? Because we're constantly expanding and contracting. It's like, you know, universal law, like our lungs, you know, expand, contract, expand, contract molecules, everything are constantly moving. And so the thing is every time you grow, every time you discover a new layer of yourself, every time something happens for yourself, you expand, but this is the thing. When you expand, you got to look around at your environment and, and ask yourself, do I have to contract to come back to this environment or these relationships? And if the answer is yes, you have to do the work to find the new environment, to find the new support system, because the truth is if you don't have the right support system, the environment always wins. So for you, you're going back to the bar because I'm sure you had some great experiences with people there and it's a great time of your life, but you've just expanded beyond it. And so you need something more, right? Yeah. And like you said earlier, for for myself, it's like I created that identity and I got rewarded for that that person, right? I got- constantly reinforced and yeah that's it's it's very true so it's it's easy to go backwards sometimes yeah. but but you know at the same time when you know better and you keep making that mistake it's like yeah. the universe will keep giving you a, a smack until yeah. the smack is like like very <laughs> obvious <laughs> it's a really big it's like the question isn't isn't whether or not you've like learned the lesson and and so earlier you asked me do you still st- make the same mistakes sometimes yeah i kind of do sometimes but it's like consciously like yeah i'm going to yeah. do this but i probably know i shouldn't and the question is not whether or not you've learned the lesson the question is how many more times do you want to learn it mm. so if you're going and binge drinking or you know on the apps or you know trying to put on an old pair of jeans or whatever the situation is it's like cool well when when you decide you're complete, you're complete. But until then, the games continue. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's a way of um, distracting ourselves from our greatness. And and it's in relationships, like a really healthy relationship, whether it's in your, in your business or um, you know partnership or, or anything, or even like eating really well or any habits that you want to have, they're literally setting you up 
to be the highest version of who you are. And we fear our greatness because who would we be if we didn't have all these obstacles? Who would we be if we didn't have to continue to settle? Who would we be if we could just walk forward and claim what we want? Well, we might have to let go of a life that wasn't really our own to begin with to step into where we belong. And so of course, worthiness stuff comes up, upper limiting belief systems. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. The thing is, even like upper limiting belief systems, um, your body can actually make you sick before a big opportunity if on a subconscious level you don't feel like you're worthy of it. Mm. Like your body can do so many things until you become aware of it and shift it. So it's like, it's just, it's so fascinating. And there's just like, everything is up. But when we actually accept all of the abundance that the universe has to offer, like the good food, the good relationships, the support, the opportunities, everything, we're set up to win. And I think that is the biggest fear of all is what, who could I be if I, I didn't have this baggage, if I didn't have these habits? And, and that's a good place to play in and write a vote to support anything that you want to shift. For sure. Love it. I want to talk a little, because you just brought up health a little bit and a lot of that. And that's a huge area that, <clears throat> excuse me, that I discuss as well is I want to talk about your experience with water fast. I just like, finished a 10-day water fast. Because I work with Dr. Nick as well. He's he's one of my great friends and brothers. Oh, I love him. I he's, love Dr. Him and, Nick. And, 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 and Sonia, they're just yeah. like family to me. And Amazing. I saw that you work with them and you've done, you've done all that. I actually had Dr. Pompa on as well. Who oh, they, cool. Yeah. So he's fascinating. He, yeah. I, I would love to hear about, so you did a 10-day water fast. Yeah. Talk to us about that. Okay. So first of all, I want to say that I never thought I would ever do anything like that. My brother is super extreme. Like he's an extremist with things, but me, I'm like, I'm a chocoholic. Okay. So that's my guilty pleasure. I eat chocolate every day and it's like a ritual. And so anyways, a client of mine had some goals. So I water fast once a week. So usually every Thursday I water fast because I just feel amazing the next day and it's a reset. So it's like good for your hormones, your energy, all of that. So I do that consistently anyways. And that's from like Dr. Nick and Sonia at um, Divine, Divine Elements. However, one of my clients had some health goals and she's um, an amazing shaman and she's doing all these great things. And she's like, I really want to do a water fast. And I knew my intuition was like, she's not going to follow through you jump in. And so I was like, man, I was like, so naturally, like I'm really all in with people and I love saying yes to things before I've figured everything out, which is like a strength of mine and definitely a weakness. And there's many stories to go with all of that. We don't have time for that today, but they're entertaining. And so I was just like, you know what? We're starting the water fast tomorrow. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm in. She's like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. (laughs) I jumped into the water fast and I did it. And you know what I realized? I had a lot of realizations within the water fast. Number one, there are so many things that we think that we need to survive that are actually distractions from us honoring and listening to our intuition and our truth. And I think food is one of them. I love food. I'm Italian. Okay. Like I love 
food, but I didn't have food for 10 days. And I realized uh, most things are in excess or a way of distracting. I had a couple like visions of food for five minutes twice during the fast and then it was over and it, and it was like, everything will pass. Any, anything that we're, that we can get stuck in will pass if we actually just allow it to pass. And these are thoughts, behaviors, um, a lot of different things. The next piece is I was tempted many times to cheat and I went to one of my clients barbecues and it was his birthday and I messaged him and his, his wife or his uh, partner is a chef. Oh my gosh. Right. Anyways, I went to, I went and I stayed the whole time and I was like, Hey, what, like, what's your favorite treat? He's like, Oh, gluten-free cheesecake. And I'm gluten-free. So I'm like, Oh man. So like go to this bakery and I pick it up and I'm like smelling it. I'm like, Okay. But I brought it and I went to this experience to their barbecue and everyone was trying to get me off path and they're all awesome people. They're great, but they're like, Oh, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And I realized when you, and I think this is why we as humans can be scared of our greatness or really committing to ourselves is because it makes other people uncomfortable because they're not committed to whatever we're committed to. So sometimes, and it's an unconscious thing, but I don't think people are doing it on purpose. They want to pull you away because it makes them feel more okay with where they're at. And I'm not saying necessarily that's what was happening with them, but they tried to tempt me. And there was one point, Lance, at the party where I looked at the 20 people. I said, listen up, guys. And I don't know any of them except for like two of them. I'm like, I am not cheating. I am going to the very end. And they were like, whoa, like this woman's intense, right? (laughs) And then I was just like, in myself, I realized that when you're all in with anything, whether that's relationship, a commitment to yourself, your diet, um, your goals, there are no back doors and people can actually not tempt you because temptation doesn't exist unless you have a back door. And so that was day four or five. The next day, my client actually had some health things come up and I knew she had to stop doing it because I was like, she, she had some health stuff come up and I didn't feel safe for continuing. So she stopped and then this voice came in. And it was like, oh, D, you've never done more than one day. You're on day five. You know that voice yeah. that happens sometimes? And I was like, you're already great. You did well enough. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is a metaphor for my whole life. How often do I go just beyond what maybe most people would feel comfortable with or do well? And then I'm just like, oh, that's good enough. Yeah, and- me too. Right. Yeah. You should do a water fast. <laughs> I know they've been, he's been, Dr. Nick has been bugging me to do that for so long. I just don't have, I can't do more than two days. I can, it's, it's, you gotta, I'm scared. You got to listen to your body and you have to have a good foundation of health first. Um, a hundred percent. And so in that I, I could have stopped, but I was like, this is a metaphor for my life. And I'm like, I am so sick. And I, and I, I say this from a place that I show up powerfully for myself, but like, there's always another level I believe of like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to play small anymore. No, like I'm not going to just go beyond the finish line or go beyond what most people might do with anything. I'm going to, I'm going to show up powerfully. So I told myself, if I can do this, I can do anything. And I told myself, I can take over the world if I do this. But literally I was like this, like strength within me, this like lock in and I did it. And it was easy. It wasn't hard. I didn't have stomach pain, headaches, wasn't hungry the whole time. And then once I was on day 10, I found out that the next two days, you're not really supposed to eat either. And I'm like, oh man, again, jumping in before I know everything about something. And I realized, okay, like, okay, like I committed to this, I'm following through. And 
And, um, I think it's amazing for my body and I'm happy I did it. I jumped in for a client, but I really got so many lessons from it. And, and it's just like discipline, inner discipline with self and crazy boundaries with myself. Like things that used to not even bother me. I was like, that's a strong no for me now. So I mm-hmm. think water fasting is really good for clearing up any uh, lack of clarity within yourself or areas that you're compromising in. And I got really clear on a couple things where I was like, Oh yeah, that's a no for me where it was like, kind of like, Oh yeah, I don't care. And mm-hmm. so for me, it was more of like a spiritual experience. Cause I was connecting really deep with, with myself more than a health thing, but definitely I'm sure there's a lot of health benefits as well. That's what Nick said too. It's like your intention and your why is, it's got to be, you know, the motive and you got to, easy. once you do one or two, it's like, ah, oh, you've done it, right? You earned food. Yeah. What are you doing? Even like an intermittent yeah. fast. You know, I'm like, what are you fasting for? You deserve it. You're in yeah. good shape. You know what I mean? It's like, like shut up. I'm, I already, I knew this, but like the intention yeah. was like, yeah. be quiet. You're trying to keep me safe. You're trying to, you know, yeah. I get it. Um, And think about that for a second. Like, just think about, I just got this in my head. It's like, think about all of the areas of life. We do that. Oh, you know, I know I don't drink, but like, I've been so good or I've been doing this thing. So it's okay if I just not do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like we make excuses for our, our, I want to say bad behavior or not the most aligned behavior because it's a way of like mucking up our energy actually, you know, how, how you do one thing is how you do everything. It's yeah. like you cut corners like that. And that's yeah. so true. The discipline. I want to kind of, what about the spiritual? Did you tap in? Cause I've heard that it's, it becomes a really profound spiritual experience. Once you get deep into that, like, did you like, what were your meditations? Like, like, what were your, what were your sleeps? Like, were there some crazy dreams? What, like what happened in that side of things? Well, it's funny because in the middle of the night at like 4am and I, I get like messages and voices and you know, all that kind of stuff sometimes in the middle of the night, normally that I woke up and it was a friend's name who I hadn't seen in a long time. And I was like, oh, weird. And it's like, reach out to this person. So I reached out to them and then we connected and I helped that person through something that they needed help with. And I just was kind of divinely guided everywhere. So that was really nice. I think the biggest um, spiritual uh, lessons were the ones that I shared Mm. was like, oh, like how often do I quit just beyond what most people do or or give in and just noticing human behavior. um, That was big and how it's a reflection of how I do everything. And for me, it's like one of the things I really wanted to work on is discipline. Like I, I, I want to be more disciplined. And it's like, yeah, I did a water fast and I eat chocolate every day. Like that's pretty intense. And I don't even like chocolate really anymore. It's weird. And a lot of foods, I don't really like them anymore because my body's so clean that it's like, oh, my body doesn't like that anymore. So it's such a good reset. Also just boundaries. I had a difficult conversation with someone and it wasn't even difficult. It was very easy. It was very much like, yeah, you're, you're being this way. And, and I don't, spend time with people who are this way. So this is why I'm not spending time with you. And it was very much like from a place of love, but in the past I would have just, um, I would have sugarcoated it a little bit more, but instead I was just straight truth. And I was like, I don't need to sugarcoat this because this is just truth and it's coming with love. And I just, why do we sugarcoat things when we can just trust our own self and the way we deliver things and know that, you know, sometimes, um, giving someone a message, 
can still be with love and good intention, even if it's direct. And it was just like, I don't need to beat around the bush a little bit with some of these things in my life. Hmm, interesting. And the person was like, thank you so much. This is such a gift. I'm like, it is such a gift, right? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So a lot, a lot happened in those days and, and meditation. I felt like everything was a meditation going and getting the cheesecake was a meditation. I walked into a cinnamon bun space just cause I haven't had a cinnamon bun in like six years. And I just went and I just smelled the cinnamon buns and I left and I was like, I literally can romance with life without engaging fully with it. Like I can get the full wow. experience of something without having to consume it. Cause consuming is like you're consuming the energy you're taking. You don't necessarily need it, but like, it's almost like I was fully experiencing all of the great things about cinnamon buns just from walking into the bake shop and out. It was like, it was just like this dance with life that we have access to Mm -hmm. that we try to control or eat things, but we actually don't need to eat them to experience them. Yeah. Especially like a cinnamon bun that smell you can really, and when not when eating it is not the, you don't have an option to eat it. You can really Mm -hmm. embrace those senses that smell and like, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I've heard that. I've heard like you're, you just, you can almost be just as satisfied from smelling. From everything. It was like, it was like everything. It's just like, oh, that's amazing. Like even my cat, I like think I appreciate my cat more or like my bed more, like everything, you know, my clothing more, just like more appreciation because I have more energy and attention to everything. Mm. So I think that's a powerful thing because that's presence and really like the cinnamon bun it's like, I didn't need to eat a cinnamon bun, but I like the smell of it. And I think that oftentimes we can appreciate something, but we can think we want it or need it, but really we can just appreciate it for what it is without having to do anything about it. And I think that's really life, right? Yeah. Where can we all check out your amazing work? And if someone (laughs) wants to uh, check out all the good stuff, where do we go? Well, my website is radicallyaligned.com. So you can check that out. Um, I have a freebie on there that if you opt in, basically, so name and email, you'll get this, um, I think it's a 24 category uh, sheet and it's where you are now and where you want to be a year from now. And it prompts you to ask yourself those deeper questions of the things that could be in the way of you really creating and being and having what you want. So I recommend uh, getting that tool if that feels aligned. I also have a YouTube channel that I'm releasing more regular content on, and it's just my first and last name. So Deidre Suriani, my TEDx is on there as well. And, and I'm going to be um, releasing a few new uh, video blogs. One is on inner and outer circles. So if you're like, man, I'm hanging out with some energy leaks or I'm putting on an old pair of jeans or, you know, eating moldy yogurt or whatever we've talked about today, I'm sure I have some content coming up there soon that you can dive into and get and it's free. And, and then I have a program launching, uh, this fall. So yeah, feel free to opt in, check it out. And I'd love to hear from you. And, and thanks for joining our, our deep and interesting conversation that went down so many different rabbit holes. It was awesome. Yeah, we, we covered, <laughs> we covered a lot in a short period yeah. of time. I, um, yeah, that's, I'm super grateful to have you on. Thank you so much. This, uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, there's so many interesting areas that can be covered in a conversation. And for me, one hour is just not enough to go down. Like I love rabbit holes and like, it's like, Oh man, it's already up. So again, thank you so much. I love the work you're doing. You, you have such an awesome energy and I really, really appreciate it. If you could give kind of a takeaway 
walk away to our audience as I always ask one final question. Out of all the challenges adversity you've gone through, what is the one, the number one lesson that adversity has taught you? Hmm. Yeah, it's not whether or not you've been through whatever you've been through. It's what you do with it. So a lot of us are telling an old story based on our old self. And so once you decide your new story, you can literally create something new. And so every shift I've had in my life has been about letting go of the old story, letting go of the things that didn't feel good anymore and choosing joy and continuing to seek the path of least resistance, which is where our purpose is found, which is where joy is found, which is where the support comes in. So joy is the access point of everything that you want. So don't rob yourself of joy. And if you need to let go of something, allow it to flow because that's how you get where you need to go. Beautiful. Oh, awesome. Let's end it there. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. If you guys got value, leave us a review if you can. And always to stay on top of that episode, hit that subscribe button on Apple so you don't miss any. Much love, everybody. Catch you next time. 